Live from Southern California and broadcasted globally, you are listening to Society Unrestricted with your host, Althea Nicole, CEO and founder of Denelody Incorporated. Society Unrestricted is your hottest source for social issues, pop culture news, and politics. Tune in Mondays and subscribe to our show to stay in the know for the latest news. Thanks for listening and visit societyunrestricted.com for more information. And now, let's get into the show. Good evening and welcome to Society Unrestricted. Today is December 29th, 2021, and this episode is a historical-themed one. Today's topic is on the Banana Massacre. Let's get right into it. In 1928, the United Fruit Company, currently known as Chiquita Banana Brands, faced an international issue in Colombia with over 25,000 workers going on strike. The United Fruit Company, referred to further in this show as UFC, became a local monopoly in their market after developing strong ties between the United States government and Colombia in order to build a railroad system that allowed easier transportation of their bananas. Strike demands included a 6-day work week, cash payments, as their payments at that time were usually in the form of company coupons, out of all things, workers' compensation, and an increase in wages as workers were earning less than 100 pesos a month, which is equivalent to $4.83 U.S. dollar. As a result, to the cut in UFC's bottom line financially, the United Fruit Company utilized their government affiliations and used their corporate power to portray the strikers as communists in local newspapers. The United States responded with threats to invade the country with stationed Marine Corps nearby if the Colombian government did not fulfill their duties to protect the United Fruit Company. As a result, Colombia protected UFC, and this led to is what we know as the Banana Massacre. On the 6th of December, year 1928, strikers were outside of the United Fruit Company protesting for their rights and demands when Colombian soldiers arrived and opened fire, allegedly under the direction of General Cortez Vargas in Central Square. As a result, an estimated 1,000 bodies were found and killed by the Colombian military. A number of reports had rolled in for the following month, where the body count kept changing, it would go up and down, rumors would run, and it wasn't until one month later where this number would be confirmed by U.S. Ambassador to Bogota, Jefferson Caffey, who sent a dispatch telegraph informing President Washington of the United States that over 1,000 strikers had been killed by the Colombian military. A total of four telegraphs were sent to the Bogota Embassy to the U.S. Secretary of State, and they are as follows. First one sent, December 5th, 1928. It states, I have been following Santa Marta fruit strike through the United Fruit Company representative here. And although Minister of Foreign Affairs, who on Saturday told me government would send additional troops and would arrest all strike leaders and transport them to prison at Cartanega, that government would give adequate protection to American interests involved. The telegram sent on December 7th, 1928, also states, Situation outside Santa Marta City, unquestionably very serious. Outside zone is in revolt. 
military has orders not to spare any ammunition and have already killed and wounded about 50 strikers. The government now talks of general offensive against strikers as soon as all troop ships now on the way to arrive early next week. The dispatch sent the third one, dated December 29th after the event, states, I have the honor to report that the legal advisor of the United Fruit Company here in Bogota stated yesterday that the total number of strikers killed by the Colombian military during the recent disturbance reached between five and 600, while the number of soldiers killed was only one. On January 16th, 1929, a fourth and final dispatch was sent. It states, I have the honor to report that the Bogota representative of the United Fruit Company told me yesterday that the total number of strikers killed by the Colombian military exceeded over 1,000. The murders were justified by the Colombian government by labeling the strikers as communist revolutionaries and Congressman Jorge Alicier Gaetan stated that the Colombian military acted under UFC's direction. As a result, by 1930, the president of Colombia, Miguel Abedia Mendez, and the conservative party were voted out of office. This did a historical change, and it ended 44 straight years of conservative ruling in Colombia. General Cartes Vargas ordered the shoot in fears of rumors of the U.S. military marine boats stationed to approach land to defend the United Fruit Company and Americas. He was working in fear. By 1930, the United Fruit Company had acquired over 20 competitors and a capital of $215 million, making them the largest employer in Central America. And on top of that, owned over 3.5 million acres of land, making them Guatemala's largest landowner. These company acquisitions and large land purchases had a negative effect on the government and its citizens, and it's one of the largest contributors to coining the term Banana Republic. In 1933, a hostile takeover was held, and as a result of a mismanagement and the replacing leader, Zemuray, who led the company until 1951. With addition of the 1934 Great Banana Strike, trade unions were later formed in Costa Rica with collective agreements put into place. And by the year 1952, Guatemala began removing land from the United Fruit Company they were not using to give it back to the peasants who were poor. Once again, UFC called into the U.S. to step in and help, and as a result, Guatemala was attacked with misinformation campaigns and labeled as a communist government through strong efforts from the United States. By 1954, the USA had the CIA implement the 1954 Guatemalan coup d'etat codenamed Operation Success, in which the Guatemalan government was removed and installed the new dictatorship of Carlos Castillos Armas, ending the 10-year Guatemalan Revolution of 1944 through 1954, the uprising to overthrow dictator Jorge Ubico. Operation PB Success consisted of the CIA arming, training, and funding over 480 men led by Carlos Castillos Armas with the addition of psychological warfare. Led by a radio station broadcasting anti-government propaganda and a version of military events pro-rebellion under the guise of legit journalism, and as well as a naval blockage and air bombings of Guatemala City. This struck fear in everyone. 
Rumors of the U.S. Army scared the Guatemalan army so much that they refused to fight, and the dictator in ruling at the time attempted to have his citizens fight back, but those efforts also failed. By 1968, over 733,000 shares were sold of the United Fruit Company to corporate raider Eli M. Black, making him the largest shareholder of the brand. By June of 1970, Eli Black merged UFC with his public company, AMK, who was also owner of meatpacking company John Morrell, to create what we now know as United Brands Company. However, United Fruit had actually overestimated their funds and had little money. And as a result, mismanagement occurred, as well as increased debts, which were later stressed further by Hurricane Fifi landing and destroying the banana plantations. And by 1965, Black sadly committed suicide via jumping out of his office on the 44th floor in New York City. And the U.S. Securities and Exchange later exposed a scandal from the brands involving bribery and the Honduran president. There were promises made of one point twenty. $5 million being exchanged and additions being made, which were later discovered. It turned into a full series of drama and bribery. This was actually deemed Bananagate. After Black's death, the American financial group under billionaire Carl Linder Jr. bought into United Brands, and by August of 1984, Linder had full control of the company, renaming United Brands into what we now know today as Chiquita Brands International. I ask you take a step back and pay attention the next time you buy your produce in the store and take that little bit of history with you next time you make your produce purchases. Thank you for tuning in to Society Unrestricted. We will be back and live and in effect uploading episodes and we have so much news to come. Keep in touch. Visit societyunrestricted.com for the latest information. Thank you.